herd immunity and herd mentality. One of them is good, but the other, not so much. Which one is good and which one's bad and why? Find out in today's talk. Hi, this is Salik and welcome to another episode of the Growth Philosophy Podcast, a bite-sized weekly podcast which aims to help you think better and upgrade your life. So far in the podcast, I've talked a fair bit about a, f- a few different things, including the different thinking patterns or mindsets, the distinction between good and bad thinking patterns, and how you can improve the way you think. In fact, that was what I was talking about last time, last week. Last week's talk was about five great and effective ways you can improve your thinking patterns. Five ways that you can use to improve your mindset. If you want to learn about ways you can improve yourself and your mindset, the last week's episode is definitely one to check out. Now, on to today's topic. You might have heard of herd immunity by now. It's been talked about quite a bit of late. It's one of the key factors that scientists are counting on to get us through this coronavirus pandemic. This is ultimately what will flatten the curve. So what is it? What is herd immunity? Herd immunity happens when a big portion of the population or community develops immunity to a disease, which then helps protect the rest of the community or population from that disease. For example, let's say you have five people living in your house. If three of them develop immunity to smallpox, it will significantly reduce the risk of the other two people getting smallpox, thanks to the fact that the majority of the people in the house are immune to it, and as such, can't spread it. Now, take it up by a few notches, a few scale, and think about the principle working in the context of a few million people developing immunity to a disease. That's when the benefits of herd immunity really kick in. This is how populations survive pandemics as more and more people develop immunity over time and then gradually this number grows to a point that's large enough to make it safe for the rest of the population. Herd immunity is why immunization is so important and is what will eventually help us overcome coronavirus. So suffice to say, herd immunity is a good thing. No, scratch that. It's a great thing. But you know what is not a great thing though? Herd mentality. If you're not familiar with it, here is what it is. Herd mentality is where people in a group follow what the majority of the group is doing or thinking. Not because they think that's the right thing or the best thing to do or think, but rather because the others are doing it or thinking it. This is also known as groupthink, mob mentality, crowd psychology, and group mind. Pretty self-explanatory, right? Herd mentality is usually the result of autopilot thinking. It is the result of relying on others to make the decisions on not just what to do, but also often on what to think. There are two big similarities between the two concepts, between herd mentality and herd immunity. Both of these depend on a cluster or a group of people, and both are passive. In the case of herd immunity, the passive nature works out in a good way. 
people getting immunized and developing immunity to diseases happens not because they want to develop herd immunity, but rather because they want to protect themselves and those they care about. They get immunized for their own sake. The herd immunity is a byproduct, a very happy passive result of a collective action by groups of people. In this instance, the more people that do it, the better the impact. But in the case of herd mentality, the passive nature works out in a bad way most of the time. Let me demonstrate. Have you ever seen a group of kids smoking? Or how about when you were growing up? Did you ever feel the need to do something that you didn't want to just because you wanted to fit in or because you didn't want to be the odd one out? Kids, especially teenagers, do this all the time. A worrying number of them do things like smoke, alcohol and drugs largely because those around them are doing it. They do it to follow suit, they do it to fit in. They do it because that is what seems normal to them. They don't want to feel like the outcast. They do it because that's the thing to do since their friends and peers are doing it. That's herd mentality in action. Here is another glaring example of the destructive powers of herd mentality in action. Mob incidents. The first time I learned about a mob incident was a pretty hands-on experience. It was when I saw a thief being beaten nearly to death by a mob. It was a sad thing to see for an 11-year-old. Then there was the London riots in 2011. I never imagined such a thing could happen in this day and age, let alone in a place like London, of all places, but it did. And here is the thing. Most of the people who took part in those riots did it not as part of a pre-planned move, but rather because they just followed what the crowds were doing. Most of the participants were not part of any gangs. They just were around, saw other people doing it, and simply followed them because they felt like that was an okay thing to do. They were passively following the crowd. They were participating in herd mentality. Now, it might sound like herd mentality is bad all the time, but it's not always bad. Often the impact is pretty neutral or superficial. After all, herd mentality is why fashion trends become fashion trends. This principle is what creates all the trends for that matter. This principle is what creates any trend that you can really think about. One person does something that the next person does and so on and on until a big enough people do that thing and it catches on and becomes a trend. So herd mentality isn't always bad. In most cases it's pretty harmless. Like in fashion trends or food trends or music trends or tech trends or nearly all the other trends. Most of the time, herd mentality, thankfully, isn't harmful. But it is harmful when it involves damage and destruction, like in the case of riots and mob incidents. And it is also harmful in most subtle ways, almost invisible ways, especially when it involves doing things that are bad for you. Like doing drugs as a result of peer pressure, or because the people you hang out with 
are doing it. Or participating in bigotry or bullying because your friends or peers are doing it. Herd mentality and herd immunity. They're similar, but one is good for you, the other is usually not. One helps us, but the other usually is harmful. One gets better when more people do it, whereas the other gets worse as the number of participants increases. Herd immunity enables us to improve our immune system and our ability to overcome diseases. On the other hand, hard mentality holds us back and usually results in bad decisions. And that's what it comes down to ultimately. Decisions. You can either make them yourself after carefully considering your options and thinking things through, or you can make them on autopilot by blindly following what others are doing. Most of the time, following the herd doesn't have any serious impact on your life, like when following the latest trend. But sometimes the impact is so big that it can change the course of your life, and usually not for the better. We all have the capacity to think for ourselves. And this is really important for you to understand. Just because a group of people are doing something does not mean you have to do it too. Just because your peers or friends are doing something does not mean you have to do it too. Remember, the decisions you make are important and often have far-reaching impact. The consequences matter. So exercise your own judgment and critical thinking to decide if something is indeed good for you, rather than blindly following what others are doing. Think for yourself. I hope you found this talk useful. Subscribe to the podcast to learn more and to get updates on the latest episodes. And check out my website for the show notes and transcript and more resources. By the way, I'm celebrating reaching a big milestone You can learn more about it on my blog. There is also a free giveaway of one of my books, so you might want to check that out. But that's it for today. As always, it has been an absolute pleasure having you listen. Thank you for your time, and I'll catch you again next week.